Boy, do I have a treat for you guys today. I mean, a real, real, real treat for you guys. In fact, it's not just a treat for today. It's days of treats. By the way, this is Dan Walchman, and you are listening to the Edgy Conversations podcast. As you know, radical help for people who want it. I have been teasing you about an interview, a special interview that I was going to have with the one and only Jim Fortin. As you know, I, I've studied with some amazing people, both in person and through their their programs and their work. Everyone from Vishen Lakhiani at Mind Valley to uh, Tony Robbins and Eckhart Tolle, uh, Brian Tracy. I, I feel like uh, if if the guy's out there who's got some bit of knowledge, I want to learn it and it's going to help me grow. T. Harv Ecker is another amazing guy. When I met Jim. He's not doing any more public speaking events, but he was able to speak at this event that I was attending. He mentioned in an hour so much powerful content that I knew, like I just had to find a way to become besties because this guy blew my mind with not hyperbole, but real practical knowledge about how brains work, stories, identity. I've shared a bunch with you and now and now. I have an interview with the man himself, Jim Fortin. Jim is the founder of a group called the Sales Psychology Academy. I've been on his platform. It's mind-blowing. If you're in the business of generating revenue, which all of us are at some level, right? Then what Jim does in his day-to-day life, which is help companies and leaders and individuals and executives generate revenue... His psychology will blow your mind. It, 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 every paragraph he says is gripping. It's just powerful. For the next four days, maybe five days, I'm going to share pieces of my interview with Jim Fortin. In this first episode, we're going to look at the way people buy. And this is powerful. We're going to jump right into the meat of how people buy and how you can use those two ways that people buy, which, by the way, may be a shock to you. It probably is going to be a shock to you. But you can use them to generate revenue as soon as you learn what they are. So listen in to this great conversation with Jim, and I think you're going to be blown away by what you hear. Enough about me. Enjoy part one of the interview with Jim Fortin. Hey, Jim. Welcome to the Edgy Conversations podcast. Hey, glad to be here. It's been it's been a little bit of time since uh, since we could arrange this. Of course, since uh, meeting up in California, I'm glad we could we could grab a few minutes and talk about uh, stories and identity. And I've already teased the audience here that I was going to set up this mystery interview with uh, a celebrity guest, and so I'm just excited that you can, in better words than I could share with them, talk a little bit about uh, your high performance selling. First, I want to know who the celebrity guest is. <laughs> it's you. It's you. We forgot to tell you, but it's you. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. So, um, you're, you know, I've, I've spent my whole life selling something, selling stuff uh, for other people and now for myself and now kind of as a slight pivot, selling, uh, you know, helping other people get inside their own heads and sell better. But okay. I have not done it like you do. I mean, what your whole science behind it, it's fascinating, intriguing. Start at the beginning and, and just like uh, take us there. Okay, so let's start first. People that follow you pretty much are entrepreneurs, and their business depends on whether or not they sell, right? They don't sell, they starve, right? 
What I hear all the time, Dan, is people saying things like, I don't want to be a cheesy salesperson. Uh, I'm afraid to sell. I don't want to bother people and all that kind of good stuff. And what people really don't get is that everything is about sales. I mean, you and I are talking right now. I'm on my MacBook Pro that cost me 3000 bucks. You're on yours or, or that cost you thousands. We're using microphones. People are listening. People are in their cars. People are wearing clothes, I would think, right now. Everything is Hopefully. bought and sold. Yeah, hopefully. So everything is bought and sold. What people don't really get is that most people have been trained to sell backwards. Now, what I mean by that is research has demonstrated back in 2008, the Max Planck Institute in Leipzig, Germany. What they discovered is up to 95% of all of our decisions, and that means buying decisions, up to 95% of all of our decisions are made in the brain even while we think that we're analytically thinking about and making a decision, our brain has already made the decision for us. So the, the takeaway there is people actually buy brain-based and subconsciously. And until you know how to persuade and, how, and, and, and influence subconsciously, you're going to flat out keep losing sales. So that's so the foundation. Let me, let me let me roll back for that second because yep. you're saying something pretty bold. And for those in the audience, I mean, all of you know, listening, you, all of you uh, in the audience know that you, you, you're you're selling something. All of you. That's the number mm -hmm. one question. How do I generate money? So what you're saying is that, according to the science, people automatically have their mind made up about whether they're going to buy from you or not before they actually even like make the shake your hand or sign the contract or know what's going on. It's in the back of their. It, it's in the back of their brain already. To a large degree, yes. Now, let me take that two different directions. One is, let's say, for example, that um, you're talking to a selling professional and they're a smoker. And let's say you're already predisposed not to like smokers. So the second you smell smoke on them, you're already actually going to be polarized and not want to work with that person. And it's all happening subconsciously. And when I say subconsciously, I mean subconsciously. People use the word subconscious and other than conscious and unconsciously interchangeable. So, however, if I've got some negative trigger about something and that person walks up to me in the sales process and they fire that trigger, I'm already polarized, not wanting to work with that person. So is that why is that why sometimes someone will say, like, uh, smile over the phone? People can feel it or, you know, smile it even if they can't see you. Is, is that is that one of those uh, you know subconscious things? Partly, as a matter of fact, we, uh, and I tell selling professionals this all the time and entrepreneurs, is that people literally, research demonstrates that people actually decide whether or not they like you in the first 45 seconds of meeting you. And a large portion of that when you meet in person is color, color psychology. So when I speak, like when I was at James Wedmore's, I always wear blue because when given a choice on a color wheel, 80% of people like, and they pick the color medium blue over every other color. So what I'm doing is I'm predisposing them to actually like me through color alone. I and love it. I'm, I'm wearing a blue shirt right now. Blue checks. You know what's funny? My wife gets on me all the time because you know what I wear? I wear blue and pink for some reason. I, 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 it's like blue and pink. And she's like, dude, it's winter. Put a black <laughs> shirt, put a brown shirt on. I'm like, I love it. Well, they're soothing. Blue is trust. And that's why if you look at sites like, for example, Facebook, what is their predominant color? Color psychology. Their predominant accent color is blue, right? So yes, we um when, when people actually when and I talk I work with um a lot of consultative fields like real estate and insurance and things like that. When you're communicating with somebody, they're actually reading you, and I use the word reading um, in quotes, they're reading you unconsciously. They're reading your voice tone, your inflection, your pace, your speed. 
they're reading things about you, not even knowing that they're reading things about you unconsciously. And they are actually making decisions about you, not even knowing they're making a decision. So that's why, for example, all of you listening now that you're in sales, you can have the best price, the best service, the best everything. And you're in your presentation and you're thinking, you know what? I just nailed it. I know I'm going to close this sale. And they don't buy. Why? Because something at an unconscious level has told them not to buy from you. And that's part of, by the way, that's part of the process we cannot control. Let's say, for example, I heard you mention your wife. Let's say, for example, that um, you dated a woman years ago or your wife and she wore a particular perfume and she always wore that perfume. And then you got divorced and it was a nasty divorce. And then even years later, when you smell that perfume, you think about her. Well, if you're in a sales presentation and a woman is trying to sell you and she's wearing that very same perfume, that's going to cue up all those old memories, even unconsciously, about the bitterness with your ex-wife. And it creates a state, which is not a positive state. So there are some things we can't control. But when it comes to even buying, we look at things and we think that people buy features and benefits and analysis and analytics. They don't. You've heard people say before in sales that people buy emotions, right? They buy through their emotions, right? Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Well, Everything that we buy is already based upon, for example, you're wearing blue. You didn't look in your closet this morning and say, would I wear blue today? That decision had already been made at some point in the past. So we're operating right now in this moment, everybody listening, and you're operating on unconscious decisions that you made years ago. So if somebody puts something right down in front of you in the sales process or product or service or whatever, and if you already made a decision about it at some point in the past, you won't buy not even knowing why you won't buy. Is this why we have, you know, cohorts, the, 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 you know, the easy uh, target in the room is, is car salesmen, uh, letters from attorneys, uh, letters from, I guess, you know, the call from the IRS. You know, you, you look, you go to your business inbox or, you know, business mailbox and you, you, you see a, a, a letter and it says, you know, IRS, immediately your heart like skips a beat. <laughs> you didn't even do anything wrong. You're like, oh no, you triggers. know. That's triggers. Yeah, those are triggers and we have them and we have thousands, if not millions of triggers from our past experiences. And it can be the way people look, the way they smell, the way they walk, the way they talk, things that they do, clothes that they wear. And it can also be positive. Let's say, for example, that you're in a sales presentation and a woman's wearing a perfume that reminds you of somebody that you really liked. Well, then now you're are, are automatically predisposed to like her because in the past you liked the person that you associated to that scent. So it can work both ways for sure. Yeah, so that's that's, that's fast, utterly fascinating. Yeah. This whole science is fascinating to me because one of the things that I realized at an early age, eighteen or nineteen, when I started studying, you know, neuro NLP, neuro linguistic mm-hmm. programming, and 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 of course Sandler way back in the day, was uh, I said, and and again, my 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 reasoning was very primitive, but I would say most of sales is, uh, you know, I think of the analogy of someone sitting in a chair. And I say, move your arm. And I'm standing in front of you saying, move your arm, move your arm, move your arm. And I'm doing all these closing tactics and all these techniques. And and I'm doing these things to get you to move your arm. And instead, my strategy was, and again, it was highly unscientific and and, and sometimes uh, explosively negative. I would say my job is to get behind you and poke you with a pen, you know, because 99% of the time when I poke you in the back of the arm, you're going to move your arm, you know, tenths of a second before your brain even realizes you're moving your mm-hmm. arm, you're going to move it because you want to avoid the pain. So my yeah. job is not to dazzle you but like a little monkey dancing around in front and saying, move, move, move. My job is to poke you with the pen and then deal with the, deal with the outcome. 
let me take that a different direction. My job teaching neurolinguistics and, and behavioral research and brain-based selling and unconscious selling is to actually lead you where I want you to go. So everyone listening right now, if you listen to my voice tone, it's picked up from the beginning of the call. Listen, and this is basic neurolinguistics, NLP. If you listen to Dan, he speaks at a voice pace that I'm talking about right now, which tells me Dan is predominantly visual. When you think, you think predominantly in pictures. So how am I going to sell to you if I know you're predominantly visual? You better tell me a great story and show me some pictures, right? Show color. Some pictures. I need lots of color. <laughs> exactly. So everyone listening now, let me show you how important this is, even though most people and most of you listening aren't even aware of this. So let's say, for example, Dan, that I wanted to sell you something and I'm moving at a, a, a slower voice pace like this and I'm showing you nothing and it's something that you think you might want, but I show you nothing and I just keep talking and talking. What kind of emotional state does that put you in? Oh, frustrated. Yeah, I'm frustrated and bored. Yeah. Everyone listen to what he just said. I, I would have lost a sale right there because I don't know his predominant buying style. Notice I've speeded up my language again. He moves really, really fast. So that tells me he's predominantly visual because when people speak as fast as I'm talking right now, that means they're predominantly visual and the mouth is, can only move at 700 words a minute, trying to keep up with the pictures in the brain at 2,000 words a minute. And I know that he wants to get his eyes on something. And if I don't put something in front of him to start visually consuming, he's going to get frustrated and I'm going to lose the sale. That's how powerful knowing how to get into people's heads is. Because when you can get in their head, you can basically determine or help influence the outcome of the decision. So how else do you know besides, to, besides uh, because you nailed it. I mean, everyone knows. I mean, the, one of the big features of our blog is a Saturday story where we write 2,000 words of a magnificent story of somebody who you know beat the odds and, and did something really unbelievably delightful. So I love stories. But, but how did you know that? Just from the pace of voice? Your pace of voice, how fast you move, like the call we talked about, and I even speed it up a little bit. And actually, if I slow down right here, I'm right at your voice pace on this particular call. But the last call we had talking about this one, boom, you were like all over, boom, 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 move. You're moving really fast. And I'm like, this dude is highly visual. So if I were selling to you, I better put something in front of your eyeballs, because if not, I'm going to lose you. So what else? Give us something else. What else besides pace? How can I mirror match that? match so that I be the person they need me to be so that I can help them. Well, what's interesting there, and that's basic neurolinguistics also, when we say neurolinguistics NLP, neurolinguistic programming, is that when I'm when I'm on the phone, I'm also I'm always mirroring somebody's voice uh, pace, tone, and speed. So my voice is a little higher pitched right now, trying to match yours and moving a little faster. But let's say for example that I was coaching you one to one right now and I wanted you to slow down because I wanted you to get something. What I would start doing is I would start slowing down my voice pace a little bit to kind of soothe and bring you down a little bit as I'm talking to you. And then when I'm with you in a sales process, what I do is I mirror match and pace your body language. You sit up, I sit up. You sit back, I sit back. You cross your arms, I cross my arms. What I'm attempting to do, by the way, every one of you listening right now, you probably have been to traditional sales training where it says you have to have rapport. And I'll ask selling professionals, I've, I've trained, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands over the years, I'll say, what's rapport? And they'll say things like commonality. You went to UT, I went to UT. That's not rapport, that's commonality. Rapport is when two people have subconsciously gotten into sync with each other. So I'll use mirroring, pacing, and leading in person or voice pace on the phone to get into sync with somebody subconsciously. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I've always thought that whole, we went to the same university or we enjoy the same flavor of beer. I don't know. I guess it, it's it's too, 
I don't, ridiculous. I've always thought I was like, who can? We'll drink a beer later. Let me, let me, let me, let me show you my wares. Let's close this deal and then we'll right. celebrate. Just you're wasting my time with that BS. Okay, but guys, listen now, so I can show you something right now based upon what Dan just said. Uh, people are either these are called meta programs, and Dan is what I call a big picture thinker. He doesn't want to be bothered with details. If I start showing you details and tons of them, what are you going to do? Well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to call Matt and say, handle this, please. <laughs> exactly. So what if I have you right in front of me? And let's say that, for example, that I'm an engineer and I've moved into sales, or I'm a very, very analytical left brain type of person. And I try to sell you something and I go, here's detail number one, detail number two, detail number three. Oh, I'm what gone. Happens to you I'm gone. Sales? There I'm, you go. I'm, I'm gone. I'm, you know, everyone even when you saying detail one, you lost me, you know? <laughs> Everyone listen, everyone right now, this is what I'm telling you. This is why it's so important to know how people think, because I know you're what we call a general thinker. So when I sell to you, I'm going to sell to you big picture, high level and give you the big picture. And then I'm going to start chunking down into the details, meaning are there specific, and I would even ask you, Dan, you know, we've looked at the big picture. Let me ask you this. Are there any specific details that you want? You may say no, and if you say no, guess what? I'm going to go ahead and close the sale. If you say yes, I'm going to let you bring those up, but I'm not selling you in the way that, let's say that I, if I was analytical, I'm not selling you in the way that my brain works. I'm selling you in the way that your brain works. Yeah, that's powerful. Does that make sense? That's absolutely powerful because uh, I'll often tell our team, tell me the big picture and then tell me very clearly the value. So when someone sends me a proposal or something, they, they, they want to give me 45 pages of something. And I'm like, look, here's, here's, the, here's the big picture. And then here's the very, very clear value you will get uh, in, 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 in either working with us or being on the other side of, uh, of, of our partnership. Everyone listening, listen to how his voice tone changed. Show me the big picture, which is exactly what you said, which already tells me right then and there that you get bored with details and especially people trying to give you details. What you want to know is what I want to know because I'm also a general thinker and I want to know two things. What's it going to cost me and how long is it going to take? After that, I'll decide what details I want. But if you start going with all the details with me, boom. I'm lost and I'm glazed over and I'm already out of the sales presentation. It seems like this is a, this is this seems like this isn't an, a uh, how do I phrase this? A, a very popular reason why deals are lost, not strategy. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Beyond beyond price or features or benefits, which are things people don't buy anyway, this is why people actually people you know people they kind of got it right a little bit. They say that people buy from people they like. What they don't recognize is that if you're trying to sell to a person in a way that they do not buy, the person's not going to click. They're not going to connect with you. You have to sell to people in the way their brains are designed to buy, so, which could be big picture, little picture. It could be process, not process. There's a myriad of things that it can be. Go ahead. And what's interesting about that is that you 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 leave a conversation and what's in inter- You get in the car after dinner party and your wife will say to you, or you'll say to your wife, Oh my God, you know that I, I, I didn't, did you like that guy or that what they were odd. Yep. And I'm like, I don't even, I sometimes I feel like I don't even know these people and I'm they're They're under the bus. Like I, I'm, I'm throwing them under the bus, but something didn't jive. You know, either they were, they were, put, they were trying too hard, putting on, you know, pretending like they were awesome and, you know, or just, yeah, it just is something. It just, you, you, you almost can't put your finger on it, but you feel this feeling of we're not a great connection. I don't want to deal with them anymore. Let me stop right there. Everyone listening, this is really important. He brings up a great point is that people can read your intentions unconsciously. 
and they read it like, for example, if you're nervous in a sales presentation, your voice, your vocal cords are going to be a little tighter because your body's a little tighter because you're nervous. Your prospect's going to read that even if you think they're not. And even if you're, quote unquote, trying to be positive or confident or whatever, your prospect is reading that. So what we do is the unconscious mind reads about a million bits of information a second. Mm. Dan and everyone listening, until I bring it to your attention, you're not even aware of your belt around your waist or the pressure of your big toe and your right shoe. Now, when I bring it to your attention, you're aware of it. But see, your unconscious mind is processing all of that. You're aware of none of it till I bring it to your attention. But the analytical mind can only process about seven bits of information a second. So when you're walking away with your wife and you're having those thoughts, your unconscious mind has already read that entire person, their inflection, their voice tone, their, their smell, their perfume, their cologne, their inflections, everything about them, and made a decision about them without you even knowing it. But is my opinion to be trusted? I mean, am I someone who, I mean, or, or yeah, that question, should, should I trust my gut instinct? Always. I always trust my gut, gut instinct because I don't know why something's happening, but I know there's some reason for it. And it doesn't mean that I won't take action, but it will always give me pause for thought. That's part one of the interview with Jim Fortin. What did I tell you? Did, did I not tell you it was going to be amazing? I, I bet you left that short interview thinking, oh my gosh, where's the rest of it? Well, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. You don't want to miss episode number two because we're going to talk about the science of bending the reality to your will, bending the world to your will. It's going to be powerful. So don't miss that. By the way, by the way, if you haven't already downloaded our January calendar, then you have to go stop what you're doing and go grab the January calendar. I am hearing rave reviews from all of you. It's free, no strings attached. It's got your intention statement you can add to it. It's got your one, three, five priorities tracking, your daily habits, your grateful factor, your health check, how much water you're drinking, and a task list. It's got everything that we've learned that makes high performers powerful. It's on there. It's in there. It's free. Go grab it. Go to awesome.danwalchman.com slash January. Awesome.danwalchman.com slash January. And I will see you for part two of my interview with Jim Fortin. Jim Fortin.